Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. Thank you very much for freeing up the time on this one. My name, of course, is still Paul Madat. Today, I have Blanca Abud. She is VP Sales of Engage PEO coming to us from San Antonio in, in Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas, isn't it? That's right. That's what they yeah. say. <laughs> well, Blanca, thanks so much for being here. Do me a favor. Say hi to everybody. Provide a quick intro, and then we're going to jump into your story here. For sure. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Blanca Bood, uh, Vice President at Engage. I uh, run the Texas market for my company, and I've been in sales over 20 years. Sales is my passion, and that's what I do every day. And I, I love to help other people in sales and talk to other salespeople. So I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Are, are you a mom? I am. Uh, I'm a mom of two two kiddos, one 17 senior in high school, one almost five entering kinder. Awesome. So, wow. You got, you got both, you got both ends covered, huh? Yes. Widespread there. <laughs> well, listen, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate the time. You know, Blanca, as we were talking before I hit record about really the objective of the podcast and your intention matters because everything really starts with mindset and intentional, because if you're not fired up about something, you're probably not going to just make it happen because you're just not. And, and we were talking about it, in, in, especially from a sales perspective. And most of us in the world of sales never thought we'd even get into sales, really, let alone su sustain any type of career in it. And so with that said, I'm looking forward to you uh, sharing your journey here. You ready to rock? I'm ready. Let's All right, here we go. So let's go back in time. Let's go back to UTEP mid 2000s all right so kind of choppy waters back then even even though we're going through choppy waters now i see uh bachelors of science if i have this right in biology molecular biology and biochemistry um that's right <laughs> keep me honest here i don't see vp sales in there at all <laughs> and so when you graduated and you were ready to kind of get out there in the world did you have a, a vision force like what did you think you'd be doing with with that type of education yeah i was pre-med I was going to go to medical school. So you usually get a biochemistry degree or, you know, in that area to go to medical school. So that was my track. I thought, you know, I started sales at 16. My first job was in sales, uh, commission sales. And I went to, went to school and worked and I worked the whole time I was in school. So I worked in sales while attending UTEP. Um, and my whole career path and mindset was I'm going to go to medical school and I'm going to be a doctor. That's, what I was thinking. And so Blanca, did that come from uh, what you were exposed to as a kid or either one of your parents, uh, physicians, or did you have that medical exposure as a child? Like where did that come from that drive yeah. to one, uh, in healthcare? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, physicians and doctors on my dad's side of the family, Dr. Boots. There's several. Um, and you know, my aunts were doctors. I remember going into their offices and their clinics. And so I just, I, I wanted to be a doctor and I'm also naturally very good in biology. So it, biology and chemistry came easy to me. It's, it's you know, um, it's a natural talent that I have, I guess, in biology. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be a doctor like my aunt and my uncles, you know? And so that's what I was thinking. That's what I wanted to do. But obviously things turned out a different way. Well, let's chat about this and, and you, yes. you share whatever you want to share, but I'm curious about something. Uh, two questions. One, um, any pushback from the family in terms of you not 
going down that path, given that you'd come so far, number one, and then number two, what was behind the decision to actually not, uh, you know, move into being a physician as you had thought for a long time? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say any pushback from my family. I mean, I pretty much would have been able to do whatever I wanted and, you know, it's my decision. So I wouldn't not, I wouldn't say that at all. Um, what happened was I graduated college. I got my degree and I was studying for the MCAT and I actually had my daughter. So I had my daughter um, and things change, right? When you have kids yeah. and I started working, I actually um, started in the banking industry and I did really well. I, I did medical sales for a while. I did banking, you know, financial products and, and services and sold that for a while. And, and I just started making good money and I was like, okay, well, this is good. You know, this is going in the right, right direction. I'm making good money. I, um, I like it. And I, and I've always done sales. So I perfected my technique. I perfected my style. I perfected my delivery. I started doing more of a consultative sales approach. And so I, I just became so in love with sales and I, and I've had the conversation with many people that I talk about, um, sales is a science. There mm. is a science to sales. So I have a science degree and I am a scientist, uh, as far as my ba educational background. Um, and in a way sales is a science. And so they, people can say it's an art as well. It's a form of art, yeah. uh, but it's also a science and there is a proven formula and a proven science to sales. So in a lot of ways I try to, you know, kind of combine those two, um, areas of, of experience and expertise that I have and put them together. So, you know, that's amazing to me because I, I've said this before in other episodes where, you know, a, a, a sentence of mine is that, look, it's expensive to wake up every day. Is it not? Like it just is right. And so here you are, uh, you know, a new mom young and, and you've got this child that you're now fully responsible for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and as I said, it's expensive to wake up every day. It just is. And, and yet, so here you found, uh, like financial sales. And, and I'm curious, um, how did you take to that? Did you take to it right away? Like, did you enjoy that type of product that you were selling and that type of engagement? Or was it, was it harder for you initially? Oh, no, I took it to it right away. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. When I worked in banking, I used to tell people I make dreams come true, you know, giving, giving people financial products like loans, lines of credit, uh, you know, even I did even mortgage loans for a while. I mean, it's, you're making dreams come true. You know, you're, you're helping people and with their financial goals and their life goals um, and helping people man manage their money and how to manage their money and giving them advice and recommendations in those areas. It was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. Now I wasn't, I wasn't banking when, when banking was a thing where you would go into a bank and you wait in the lobby and you know, you get help from a banker right? It's like that. <laughs> Some people like don't that, even know what you're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that style, I think some, some banks still do that, but that style has gone away in banking. And so I don't think I would enjoy it as much now if I was still in the industry, but I enjoyed it because it was a very personal uh, relationship that you build with your banker. You know, you call your banker for everything. I had my, yeah. my clients would call me for everything. Yeah. So, but you were also in that industry at really turbulent time with the subprime yep. mortgage crisis and, mm -hmm. and Lehman and, yep. and it was a nightmare. And that, so, um, scary times for you or, or did you figured it out? Oh, no, I, I figured it out. I thrived. I mean, I, it, I've always thrived in my sales career. I've always been recognized top producer, top sales. Um, so 
you know, those type of things don't really affect me, you know, as far as even like COVID did it not affect my sales or my team or anything like that. And so, no, I wouldn't. Okay. I so, mean, things change, right? Regulations change and things got a lot more strict as far as regulations within the banking industry. But I mean, it didn't not affect. Okay. So why did you get out of banking if you took to it right away? <laughs> yes. So this is good. Okay. So at least where I worked, I, I don't know, I guess maybe also the banking industry has changed, but where I worked, the, the sales and compensation structure was very capped. So you only got paid up to a certain amount, right? So let's say I sold at 400% to goal. You only got paid at up to 200% to goal. Anything past 200% to goal is cap. You have a cap. You don't get paid on it. And so I was already making the highest that I could in the bank that I worked at. I was one of the highest earners. There was no more to be made. So, you know, there comes a time in your career where you're just like, okay, well, I know that I am worth more. And I know that I can do more and this place is not going to get me there. So I I had to make, I I realized that and I had to, to start looking elsewhere and see what else was out there for me to have uncapped earning potential. Uh, And I got into the PEO industry. And so where did you go? I started with my first PEO company 10 years ago. Um, At the time the company was called something else and then we, became acquired by Trinet. Um, and I started my PEO career there. All right. Uh, the decision to actually go to Trinet from when your first day versus when you started thinking about it, how long was that process? From the point that I started thinking to going there? Yeah. When um, you, when you kind of made the mental choice, okay, I've realized that I, I I'm capped here in terms of my potential because you're right. If, if you get to a certain point, there's no real financial incentive for you to go to 201% a plan other than you're just self-motivated and et cetera. Yeah. Right. So, so and I you, would, but for what you're just yeah. spinning your wheels. <laughs> but when you got to that point and you realized, okay, so I, I'm, I'm kind of maxed here. I'm enjoying the job, but there's nothing really else for me in terms of the benefit of my life. When you kind of made that mental choice to when you actually moved to try and put your resignation in, how long was that process? Was it quick? Was it like six mm-hmm. months? It was pretty quick. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Um, I would say maybe from beginning to end, I was in probably like two months because I, I I mean, I didn't know what industry I thought I was going to go back into medical sales. To tell you the truth, I, I started putting feelers out, you know, trying to get back into that industry. Um, I didn't I had no idea what industry I was going to go to or where I just started putting the word out there. Hey, I'm looking I'm actively looking to make a switch from this industry to something else. Um, I actually, the way that I got into this industry is I, I worked with, um, somebody in the medical sales industry, they were in pharmaceutical sales. And so I, you know, kind of just called my, my circle of influence. And this particular person called me back and said, I have an opportunity of a lifetime for you. You need to interview with this company. They're looking Mm. for somebody like you. I already told the manager all about you. And I told them that you're the person they need to hire and you need to go interview with her. I said, okay. Great. Great. So I went and I got the job like right away. Um, You know, I had to go through the formal process, obviously. But after our first meeting, you know, it was obvious I was going to get the job. And the rest is history. Here Mm -hmm. I am 10 years later. (laughs) Were you able to stay in uh, in San Antonio? Yes. uh You were amazing. So with Trinet, did you work with John Turner? Yes. 
You did. Yes. Yeah, John's yes. a great guy. He's over at Google JT, now. JT, I, think, I know yeah. JT very well. Hey, yeah. JT, if you're watching. Yeah, yeah, John's a great guy. A great lady. I, well, I, met, I met him at an guy. event in Philly. Very uh, good years back. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You still there? Speech. Okay, so you moved to Trinet and... You know, this is it's a new industry, new, new, new company, new circumstances, new culture, I'm sure, as a result. And so how many years were you at Trinet for or when? Almost six years. Almost six years. Okay. Six, six and a half, something like that. Mm -hmm. Were you in direct sales? Were you in sales leadership or what was your time like there? So, I mean, I was a consultant and then I moved up to senior consultant position. Um, there was a time when I worked there that I thought I wanted to go into becoming an area manager or, you know, a, a different role. Um, and I, I decided that was not a good fit for me. And so mm -hmm. I went to senior consultant as a senior consultant. I did help with a lot of the trainings there. I helped with a lot of their new hire trainings. Um, I was, you know, made several appearances in the training programs. I gave a lot of uh, speeches, motivational, you know, I helped guide a lot of their new hires. They actually for a long time would just tell their new hires to call me randomly to ask me questions. And so I, I, I do, I am a firm believer in giving back. And because I've been in sales for so long, I, I have developed my own style um, and being in the industry for so long, I have a proven process that I follow that I teach and try to help other people, you know, because I, I do, I, believe in giving away the knowledge and giving the advice and helping other people so that they can become great and they can be senior consultants and they can do well and and help their families and reach their goals and potential and so I am not like oh I have the secret sauce I, the secret sauce or the secret and I don't want to give it away like I'm more than happy to give it away and help other people become gotcha. successful. all right so six years pretty good run at Trinet why aren't you there anymore Oh, <laughs> lots of reasons. Um, mainly, main reason is that uh, I am an overall consultant. I am not a vertical consultant. I don't consult in just one industry. I consult all industries. And, you know, they developed verticals and territories. And I don't, I don't function well that way. I like free reign on my territory and free reign on my industries. And I yeah. want to sell every industry. Because I feel like I'm knowledgeable enough in every industry to be able to do that. Um, I've educated myself enough in almost every industry. And so I know the challenges that those owners face. I know uh, what their pain points are. I know what the solution is usually per industry, what they're looking for. Um, so a person like myself, when you restrict somebody like me, into a vertical or a territory, we usually don't do well like that. Um, and so luckily I was able to work with a national company privately held, which is Engage, um, that I have free reign to be able to sell all over the United States if I want to, to be able to sell all over Texas, to be able to advise and help all kinds of businesses, not just one industry, one specific industry. Um, and that to me, is more rewarding to me. It's more, um, it, it gives me energy, you know, to be able yeah. to say like, wow, I can really help all businesses all over the United States and I'm not restricted. I don't have any restrictions. So 
Gotcha. And so, so in your role here with Engage uh, VP Sales, are are you responsible for the sales, or are you an individual contributor with your colleagues, and you're able to kind of go do whichever, go whatever you want to do? We're both, we're both responsible both. for the sales, and then also as an individual contributor, um, and do what we what we need to do. And I, I really mainly focus in Texas. I, I will sell uh, outside of Texas by referral. Yeah. Or, you know, if somebody really requests me in another state and they're like, we really want you to work with us. And of course, I, you know, I will do that. Um, I have clients in Oregon, Florida, California, different states, but I don't actively call on those states. Gotcha. By request. So if you guys need me in another state, let me know. <laughs> so <laughs> let's Canada. talk about your time that it engaged because, you know, as we were talking before we hit record here, you know, as, as we're recording this in kind of mid-June 2021, you know, the world's been really choppy for the last 18 months and, you know, in a lot of circles, terrible. And, and yet, so we're, I, I feel like we're kind of coming out of this, but you've been with the company for just over two years now, and most of it has been pandemic, you know, times. And so how have you managed that? Are the people you haven't even met yet? And how have you managed to stay afloat and produce and, and even just stay mentally positive, you know, throughout, uh, you know, really uncharted waters? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I, I'm, an, I'm a naturally driven person. I, I'm a self motivator. So for me, that that's, that's a given internal, I have an internal drive that really motivates me. So when all of that happened, um, I really had to go back and kind of just get back to the basics, right? Mm. I always tell people like, sometimes you just got to go back to the basics and you start pulling out lists and lists of contacts for the past 10 years of people that know you, that don't just business with you, that trust you, um, whether it's friends, family, referral partners, uh, whatever the case may be. I also utilize my social media platforms very well. I have I use all, all sorts of social media and all different types of platforms, obviously LinkedIn being my number one mm. um, social media platform that I use for business. Uh, but I also have Instagram, Facebook. I have my YouTube channel. I have my website. I mean, I, I am a creator. I'm an innovator. I was one of the first people to use uh, video content uh, in my industry and uh, using video content and really putting messages out there during that time was crucial because a lot of people, what were they doing? They were online, they were yeah. home, they were online. Um, so it was like time to really fine tune my marketing strategy and really fine tune uh, how I was gonna put my message out there. And 50% uh, of my business comes from social media. So I I hit the, hit the you can't, you couldn't hit the streets, right? So I hit the phone and I hit social media. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if they take away one channel, you've got to, you know, get better and, and, and go all in with another. And so, you know, Blanc, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. It's been, it's been great to hear, you know, how you've created your story from an early vision in healthcare, medicine, doctor, and that's where, that's where you thought you were going. And then, no, it didn't happen. Other things came about and here you go and become a mom and you, you have a passion for sales. You get into finance, you find Trinet and here you are now at Engage and, and you know, just doing great things in, in, in a rather unique period. And so I always like to ask anybody who's a guest, if there was a piece of advice that somebody was looking for, if, if you wanted to pay something forward, like what's been your foundation? Anything come to mind? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think being also a woman in sales and being a woman in, in a male dominated industry, 
Um, I always, especially to women say, you know, confidence, confidence is key for me being in this industry, starting in this industry, not knowing anything about the industry didn't mean that I didn't know anything about sales. I've been in sales for a long time. It was just a different product, but my confidence and being able to present with confidence, being able to talk with confidence, that really has been a big key for me. Um, And also I would say thinking outside the box and really doing things um, by being creative and innovative and thinking outside the box, just because somebody tells you this is the way to do it doesn't mean there's not a better way to do it. So um, that's been two, two things for me that have really stood out is, is being confident in, in my abilities and really being creative and innovative and thinking outside the box. So um, Amazing. Blanc, it's been so great having you on the podcast. I appreciate your time. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. All right, everybody, let's wrap up this episode right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. Stay safe and let's go Blue Jays. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Blue Jays. Really, since since COVID, how, how have you handled it? You're in a leadership role. And I imagine there's probably some people that you brought on that you, maybe you haven't met in person just yet. And like, how have you been over the last you know, 12, 18 months or so? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's twofold. I, we've, we're really blessed to have been in a company that provides something that business owners needed during this time, right? It's not a commodity. It's not an add-on service. It's something that is helping them to thrive. Um, so I think that's, that's been a huge plus for us. Um, and beyond even adapted and, and brought on a product called Storefront that gave um, merchants the ability to go um, with e-commerce during the middle of that and um, online for food ordering and curbside delivery. So I think that helped on the actual out still selling side. Mm. Um, But we're outside salespeople, right? So businesses being closed and people not wanting you to walk into their business. There was a lot of that that we saw. Uh, We had to do a lot of adapting and training and teaching people how to use, you know, social media and do telephone calls, which is, is funny because in this industry, I've always preached, don't call them, go see them, go right. walk into their business. Um, and I was telling the sales reps who call people all the time, Hey, what are you guys doing for calling? Cause now, you know, we need to take the other seat right. and, and do a lot more calling and emailing and social media. Um, but I have gotten, I have met everybody believe maybe one or two people actually I think you're right but I think I've met almost everybody who has come on or has moved into my right. team throughout COVID you know Andrew you've had quite the quite the journey I mean if we if we think about it you go back a decade you're in uh, you know, your college you're getting your, your education like so many of us not really dead set on any real direction as you're still a teen you, you have the variable of being a stay-at-home mom and responsible for for that uh, responsibility in your life. You have the family business. You get into that. You realize, okay, it's not so much for me. And and then you you leave. You you find merchant services. Uh, sorry, for, sorry. You get into the car game. That's not for me. You just quit. Uh, you've had it. You you find merchant services. You go into it with a a mindset of, well, okay. Let the worst case scenario is it does, I'm not any further ahead in a month. So let's give it a shot. It turns into you're about yeah. six seven years within the industry. 
And then, and then you, yeah, you come to an understanding of it's not really what you like in terms of the value prop and what's going out there. Your brand's on it. So I got to make a change here. You find beyond and here you are four years where almost half of it has been during a pandemic and it sounds like you're doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. It's, it's interesting to hear you sum it up like that, you know, and I remember I took the, so I actually was promoted to the VP role in January of 2020. Um, and we moved and we had a wedding plan for that year. And I remember laughing in like May and saying, you know, just, just move and get married and take on a whole new role all at the right. same time. It'll be so fun. Yeah. At least you won't be bored. I'm not bored. Like I was in the car business. That's for sure. You know, Andrew, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. I always like to close off the podcast by asking anybody who's a guest, if there was one thing that's kind of been your foundation, any advice or something that served you well? Like, you know, you, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that your mom said something to you around, it doesn't matter, you know, what branch you're on, if you have wings. And I'm just curious about, you know, wh- wh- when you have to, you know, manage a tough time, or you're looking to, you know, lean on something like what's been your go to over over your, your life thus far? Um, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, I think between like, this too shall pass and, you know, just lean into it and get it yeah. done. I mean, I think if, if you've been through a lot of difficult situations, I, I think you, you learn that there's, you just have to do something, right? I mean, you have to take a path, you have to make a decision and, and then you have to commit to it and hold yourself accountable to see, to see it through to whatever extent you've committed to, right? If the kind of like taking the job in the, the 1099 role, I, I said, I'm going to give it two weeks. I'm going to see what happens. And then reevaluating at the end of that two weeks and saying, is this for me? Does this work? Does it not work? Um, I think doing that with different situations throughout life has really created a lot of my success. I love it. And I give you a lot of credit for betting on yourself. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's been, it's turning out to be a good bet so far. Um, and I think continuing to lean into it. And I hope other people like really take a chance on themselves. You know, I think like you were saying before, uh, before we started the call, like the intention, looking at it of how you're actually going to go out and have the intention of finding success, going into it with the mindset that you will find success if you stick to your plan and and tweak it a little bit here and there to make sure it's a good one. Well, Andrew, it's been a lot of fun talking with you. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invite on. Um, maybe we can do it again sometime. You bet. All right, everybody, let's wrap this episode up right now. Remember, as I always say, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. Stay safe and let's go Blue Jays. Blue Jays.